Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome to the Tony and Dakota podcast. Today, we got one of our first guests that we had back. I think you're maybe the first or second, but we got a returning guest. This is Andrew Etchison. He's 20 years old now, almost old enough to drink (laughs) legally. And Andrew has changed our business dramatically. He joined our team uh, a little over a year ago and just started putting so many deals together, uh, took all the advice that Dakota gave him, started implementing it, started using, being himself, using his own personality to get things done as well. And uh, we're going to be talking to him today mostly about the shift that he's noticed in himself, the things that he's noticed about the company and just how much he's grown and contributed to LTD Property Group over the last year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. How, how long have we had him? I was like, year, probably years. coming yeah. up on two years. <laughs> what was the date? You remember? Uh, it was like June twenty first, June twenty first, like end of June, first of July. Dang, that was crazy. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, we're back. Time goes by quick. So when you think of how much time has passed. Go back, if you can, to your mentality when we had you on the last podcast and think about, like, the way that you felt about, like, the teachers and the high school and some of those old opinions from some of those old folks and talk about how you look at it differently now, like, their values and how far you've come. Because it feels like 10 years has passed since Hmm. you left, probably for you because you're younger, too. Like, you left high school. A lot has changed since then. Talk about how it's different. Um, yeah, for, so going back to high school, I'd say like how everything's different is just like the maturity factor of just like getting older, but now just like the experiences I've had up here have like changed drastically. Like in high school, like I was getting advice still from like teachers or like there were people there that were doing a certain thing, but then like I was taking a different route. So it's like now that I can like see from the outside and not have to like be in that seat or like be where I was it's like yeah I can definitely appreciate like you know the teachers and like what they do I think there's a benefit to that um but I thought it was pretty cool too how we did the entrepreneurship thing you guys came in and then like I think that was like a little like taste for um like the direction of like other kids being in school that want to do something with entrepreneurship that just like don't know where to start, don't know what to do, kind of like where I was at. Um, but yeah, it's just like different looking at it now of just like, just seeing like, okay, I experienced what I experienced in there, but like all my experiences here have like way overdone that now, where it's just like now I can like appreciate like the experience I had in there, but just like what I got to learn while I was in high school, because being up here, it like changed my mindset drastically of like, yeah, this isn't the route where like a lot of teachers or, you know, they persuade you like, hey, this is the next step you should go, go to college, this is where you're going to be successful. Um, so that like definitely having the knowledge that you guys have blessed me with, I got to like look at that and be like, wow, like I got to see the differences. So it was like I was getting advice from like teachers and like, here's what you should do. And then like business owners and, you know, you guys are doing amazing things. So it's just like now that I get to see it like that, I'm just like, wow, like it's like cool seeing like I was in school doing entrepreneurial things. And then now that I'm out of it, it's just like it's just a big stress relief. It's just like something that's that I noticed, too, right away is that. There's a difference, too, and I don't know if it's from some of the stuff that you've done through PSI or some of the stuff that we've done, but something that I noticed right away is instead of going to 
like feeling resentful toward those people. It was like, you're like, I can understand and appreciate their perspective. And like, here's how things are different now. Yeah. So I noticed that bit a, a lot with your maturity because you're just like, dude, I, I get it. It was a completely different set of values and a completely different mindset for those people. And I'm thankful for it. And here's how what I've done now is completely different than that. Yeah. yeah what I was going to say is, uh, um, when you were on the podcast, I remember uh, you like basically had to watch what you said, and then like all the teachers gave you crap. Well, what, yeah. what, let's talk about uh, what, what, the way that they reacted, and uh, yeah, what you said to them, or the way they treated you after that podcast. Um, after the podcast, it was like very interesting because I remember my sister texted me, and she's like. Yeah, like the teachers are watching your podcast or like this classroom, they're, they're like watching your podcast right now in school. I'm like, oh, gosh, like, I don't know how that's going to go. Um, but after it, it wasn't like it was one of those things where like I felt like different, I guess. Like, honestly, I felt different because like I wasn't just in school doing the normal activities of what like other people were doing in school or just like showing up to like get my work done. It was like, OK, he's actually like not just working a normal job, like and still being in high school, like. When I worked out at Rule King and those other places, it wasn't like, like, oh, yeah, he's like, we're going to Rule King. Like, that's awesome. He's still going to school. It was more just like I'm doing something that, like, teachers probably hadn't seen really around the school I went to or, like, around the area that we grew up in. So it was more of, like, I felt awkward because I was, like, I don't know how to relate with them. Like, I didn't know how to relate with them because I was so just mindset driven of just, like, this and just, like, money freaking success all that stuff so it was like very i felt awkward going to class or i felt like scarcity a little bit because i'm like dude like they probably think i'm like way ahead of them or i just felt like just like i didn't feel like the energy like the energy fell off but like they still treated me with respect but it just felt different because i don't think people realized what it was until like after the podcast kind of came out like they knew i was like doing real estate and like learning and like making money and like like on the way to be successful but after the podcast came out then i think they actually like realized because like people knew about you guys and everything or like hey i work with ltd but like they didn't know like actually like what what is it or like what i'm actually like doing in there so i think after the podcast came out then everybody was like oh my gosh like oh crap like wow it was pretty like crazy like there was a lot of good stuff that was on there for people and i think a lot of people got value from it too like a lot of kids like thought it was super cool and the teachers thought it was cool too but then there was like i still felt the energy was like off of just like it was like not like jealousy or anything but just like they're older than me and they're teachers and they're teaching this it's like oh this kid's in high school and he's like going the complete opposite direction of like what we like teach mm -hmm. so that's what i felt mm. you think that uh uh money has changed you like making money because um, I can tell already, like, obviously, you're different in um, confidence, which I do think that whenever, you know, you do have more money, I definitely think that you feel more confident. Like, it, it can definitely create that because now you're not, like, worried about, you know, anything and you don't mm -hmm. have to rely on anybody for that. Um, but obviously, you're different, but I want to hear from your perspective on what you think has changed. Um, yeah, I mean, money has definitely, like, you know, change the way I think about things, but it's, it's changed me as a person. Um, I realized like at first when I started, I like, it was like an ego type of ego thing. I was like, cause that's all I ever wanted was like, I want to make a hundred grand. I want to make 10, 20, 30. Like I felt like when I started getting that, then again, like you said, like I feel more comfortable to like do different things or like, I'm like, Oh, like I don't got to like stress about this, this and that. Um, but like, I think it also has helped me like mature and just like getting advice about money, not necessarily just like having it, but like 
what should I do with it, different things to do with it to generate more income or like whatever it may be. But it's just giving me more like freedom and flexibility to kind of like live how I want. Um, but it's also changed me in a way where it's like, okay, like, you know, a lot of the mentors, like the higher level people that were around, it's just like the people only surround themselves with like people that are like doing what they're doing. Or it's like, if you surround yourself with a millionaire, then like you could, pro- you're going to be a millionaire. So it's gave me more discipline, but it's also made me mature a lot more of just like, okay, I can, I have power now to actually like do things that can get you to be like more wealthy. But I think the ego part of it, I've like understood, like it can be taken from me anytime of just like, okay, like who I can have all this, but like this could happen then boom. And like my car was a perfect example. I was like, wow, 15K right down the drain. That's definitely like, it can be taken to you so quick. So then it also made me like step back and be like, okay, be grateful for like what I've done, but like still be able to use what I have to generate more because like I thought once I had a certain amount of money, I'd be good. It's like, no, like it's always just like the chase to like more and more and more. So yeah. Well, well, walk people through. Not everybody knows your car situation. Tell yeah. people yeah, what happened with your the, car. This is funny because I have, uh, I have, I actually want to transition to something else, but I have down here a huge shift because I know it's a huge shift in Andrew. That's called the money shift. What Andrew ended up doing that yeah. resulted in him blowing his engine on his car. Yeah. But uh, something that I saw in you that that was like crazy was when you came back and it seemed like you had almost just seen a ghost or something and your values changed almost instantaneously, probably more than anyone else I've ever seen was when you came back from the life success course or size seven, what, what changed? What did you learn there? Um, I think it goes back to like ego and, uh, like I always, uh, or like what I've done in the past was like, I want control. I want like, I want everything to like go my way. And PSI seven, like taught me to like, like the be where your feet are at thing like I'm always like so far ahead of like what's next what's next what's next and like I'm not I don't like take enough time to be appreciative from like where I've come from or like what I've already done um but like PSI 7 it was like super intense just because like got there I mean and the nice thing is too like you don't you don't have a phone so uh that like definitely allowed me to like be like actually present and like not just have distraction or like like anything like that um but i think like what changed it for me was um we did like a uh, a thing there can't say it but um i basically like stood up and i like came out about like yeah i just like want control and i like would manipulate people to get what i wanted and just like i don't like if somebody like says something i don't agree with like i was always just in conflict with like here's what I want and like I need somebody to do everything for me before I give myself to them and like Kathy ripped my butt and like just actually like having her like the way she like structured it and how it came out of her mouth was just like it really hit me because I was like so ignorant and like my ego was so high and I've like oh I've already accomplished all these things like I don't I don't whatever I thought I was like too good for something um and then she like finally like nailed into me and I literally like sat down and it's different too when it's around like so many other people you don't even like know really yet and like just to like stand up and like I felt like I was being like uh humiliated like it felt like humiliation and I think actually feeling like bang like I just got like humiliated about something that's an actual fact and I knew it was true and like somebody that's saying it to me I'm like I can't lie like she's right and I like sat down and that night like 
I literally like bawled my eyes out. Like I sat back down, I bawled my eyes out. And then we did another thing. We were going around like hugging people and stuff. And I actually like felt love then. I was like, oh my gosh, like I feel like people are there for me. And I realized me hiding all like the insecurities or like what I was scared to like let people know like, oh, this is Andrew. Like this is who I like am in a way or like an act I would do. Then I just like feeling all that love and just like that people are there for me and that it also like gave me advice like a thing of just like yeah if you do open up about who you are and it's like fact and you like tell your story then people are going to like be there to support you and I was so scared to tell the truth about some of my story because I thought people were going to look at me a different way so just like actually then letting that out feeling love and then we went back and I, I literally like cried so much like I cried like the rest of the night and then we were supposed to like journal that night. And I just remember like, I just put the pen to the paper and I just started writing. But like right when I put the pen to the paper and started writing, I was just like sobbing, just like sitting there crying, just writing. And then I feel like I got to get all of it out. Next day I woke up, I was like, dude, I feel like, I don't know what just happened, but like, I feel like a whole new person. And then ever since then, my experience there changed and I was like interactive. I like was connecting with people and building relationships, which I in the past, like have not really been that good with. So that like really changed me of just like, dude, like I'm not like everything that I think I am or things. And like, sometimes I got to like bow down or like let other people like give me constructive criticism and I got to accept it and like take it for the good. And then, yeah, that just changed it from there of just, like, having somebody, like, tell the fact to me or having that hard conversation, something I didn't want to do because I hadn't stood up there the whole time I was there. I just, like, sat back. I was shy. And then, like, finally I was like, dude, like, if I don't stand up because I was the last person for taking, mm -hmm. then, like, there's something wrong with me. And then I stood up, and then I was like, dude, I can't be I'm, – I'm the last person here that was taking from everybody. Like, if I don't stand up and, like, confront my issues or problems or, like, figure out, like, what this is, then, like, that's not going to get me to where I want to go in life. Or, like, that's not going to help me be a better person or be the person I'm destined to, like, want to be the best version of myself. Are you letting deals fall through the cracks because you don't have good systems in place? We've been there before, and honestly, we've tried several different CRMs, and RE Simply has been the absolute best. RE Simply tracks your KPIs, does automatic follow-ups for you, and even records incoming phone calls. The system is very easy to use, and honestly, it has more features than we even know what to do with. If you're looking for a great CRM, try RE Simply today. Click the link in the description below. Check it out now. So yeah, that like changed everything. So uh, that, that was all really good too, by the way. <laughs> a lot of people are gonna get value out of that, and I think, uh, yeah, I think it's been so important, like I tell people, because I promote PSI a lot, that it's one of the most important things I've ever done and one of the things I was most resistant to right off the bat. So a lot of times the people who need it most are the people who are like, yeah, no, I'd rather not have accountability mm -hmm. because it kind of, it's rough. It's yeah. not an easy pill to swallow. So hey, I was looking up a, a quote. I want to say something about that. As I was looking up a quote, I was trying to find, I could not find it, but um, it was it was probably Ed Milet or somebody that was interviewing, but it was something to the effect of, I couldn't find the exact, but basically, like, if you want to impress people, then show them your accomplishments and act like you're perfect. And then, like, yeah, people are going to think that you're impressive, but if you want to connect and, like, have that love or whatever, then, like, show them your weaknesses, and then you actually get more respect whenever you show people that, which is, like, I don't know, always been difficult for me to, like... Dude, I don't want to show weakness and like I don't want to be a victim and stuff and like I want to make sure that I have it all figured out. But then at that same time, now the people can't relate to you. They don't feel like they know you. They 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 sure they they're like, dude, this guy's freaking awesome and stuff. But like 
now like Raylene talked about this morning of like, man, I want to see that you're a human being yep. and that you struggle and have problems too, but we don't like to show it because for me, it feels like uh, whenever I let people know that I'm, you know, feeling a certain way, it almost feels as if it's like weakness or if like uh, I'm complaining and I don't want anybody to ever feel like uh, I'm complaining or weakness. So I just don't talk about how yeah. hard it is or what I'm going through because I'm like, dude, screw it. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter. But that's how I felt in high school, too, of just like everybody saw like what I had, but they didn't know who I really was. Like, oh, Andrew's got this. Oh, his life must be perfect. Oh, this, this and that. You're lucky, whatever it may be. And then like. I couldn't connect with people necessarily because they thought like I was on a whole other level with them or than them, which is like in a way true. But at the same time, like I didn't, I was so scared to open up like emotionally or about my weaknesses or like here's things I struggle with or like here's like things I've like done or experienced that might not be like the right thing. I was like so scared because I was like, I had fear of like judgment like something spreading somebody's gonna look at me a different way somebody's gonna use something against me and then like it's gonna like shut my shut my ego down and then i'm not gonna be this person everybody thinks i am and like i think that too like i was i didn't have many relationships with like anyone in my grade or like it was more like older grades but like once i like got with like certain people that i like connect with and then i could like be vulnerable about my weaknesses then like i could you can like instantly feel like the energy and the change in the relationship and just like a closer bond so, mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, at some point, a big shift that happened as well after we hired you is that we ended up hiring another sales guy. And initially I was just like, oh, I don't know if this is going to end up being good for Andrew. But uh, I tell this, I told this to Raylene and a couple other people. I think I maybe even said it to you and it's sort of a funny analogy, but it's like, hey, when you've got a dog and the dog gets lonely when like the dog's completely by itself, you add in a second dog and then all of a sudden it's like happy, it's playing, it's all over the place. Yeah. So Andrew, the dog, <laughs> was bringing us a lot of deals, was pretty content and doing well, but then we were like, uh, got an opportunity to hire Luis. We brought Luis on, and I was like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go. And surprisingly, it actually went incredibly well. Andrew's the one, to clarify, Andrew's the one who was texting him and getting him on the whole time, too. <laughs> Luis is just like, Luis is just like, yeah, like, after we heard about all this stuff, he's just like, he always would mention, too, like, he's just like, I do, I, I'm, I need to make more money. I'm scared, like, this. And, like, I could, like, feel, or, like, based off the information he was giving me, I was like, dude, like, I could, like, I know, and even living with Luis, like, I was like, yeah, he definitely wants, like, more. He just doesn't have the accountability. And that's, like, how I was. Like, I wanted more. I wanted these things, but didn't have the accountability, like, back then, obviously, to, like, now where it's at. But I, and I was just like, I know he, like, could liked it a lot and like fed off of it so he just like i knew things weren't going good and i was like dude like it was more of those things where i was like i see value in Luis. uh i like Luis. like he he is a beast and there's a lot he could like learn to like even be better and i just like constantly followed up with him i was like yeah bro like just come like and then he kind of talked to Dakota, and dakota was like yeah like you got to show up this day or like no <laughs> and then i kept doing them i was like i'd even text him like the night before i was like you better show up tomorrow like do not be late because he has a problem with being late or like yeah sleeping <laughs> so, so then you guys started doing stuff like you were answering a lot more incoming calls yeah. which is something that luis was like a little bit more um he just not used to it. just didn't care about getting uh criticized or like yelled at by customers and that sort of thing 
And then do you actually enjoy the competition? Like what? Because, you know, being a, being a high-level sales guy, usually it's like sales guys tend to have a bigger ego. So why why bring somebody on? Why were you interested in bringing them on? How has that helped? Um, it was more one of those things where I was doing a lot already. And it was one of those things where, like, the leads did start ramping up a little bit more. And I was just like, dude, like, if we had, like, maybe, like, one other person that's, like, skilled or, like, has some sort of thing, then, like, dude, we can go to another level. And especially with what we did last year, because it was around, like, December. It's like, dude, we did 142 houses last year. Like, I did 100 and some whatever. And then I was like, dude, like, we just did that much this year, one guy. Like, what if we just got, like, maybe one other person to then, like, maybe help me out a little bit more so then all the, like... I look at it now, I'm like, dude, all the freaking, everything we're getting now, like, that'd be pretty hard for me to just keep up with one person, but I could do it, but it was just, like, one of those things where I'm like, dude, like, it's going to benefit the company, and it's going to benefit, like, everybody else here, I'm like, and, like, thinking about Luis, I was like, okay, he's already, like, he knows, like, a decent amount, like, he's had a lot of experience, there's just certain things he hadn't had or experienced yet, um, so it's just helped massively of just, like, I got somebody I can trust that I can, like, go to and that can help me and that I can help him, and we can just, like, do a lot of deals together and, like, generate the company more money and then, like, still be able to, like, be happy with, like, what we get and, like, make money too. So it's just helped drastically with just, like, um, like appointments or, like, hey, man, I'm, I'm here. Could you maybe go here real quick for me? Or, like, hey, I'm on this phone call. Can you maybe get in for me or, like, you know, help me? So it's just, like, it's just, like, helped me go to another level too, especially with the competition-wise. It's, like, yeah, like, there is the competition there. It's not, like, that I want to, like, Beat it, like kill him or anything like obviously I want to beat him like I'm not gonna just be like oh yeah we're friends like whatever I don't care if you beat like I'm still gonna compete and I love the competition but it's also one of those things where I don't feel like pressure of just like there's no like negativity between the competition it's more like hey bro I want you to do like as good as you can and I want you to do as good as you can let's like help each other and like still do it in a comp- competition way because it's like now like he's got a couple deals like we're around the same amount of deals this month it's like dude i want to always do more than him that's my goal but at the end of the day i want to help him get better and like let's just say he does do better than me one month i'm not going to let it like define anything it's like okay like he's he's gotten better from where he started to where he's at now so it's just helped me too like he's making phone calls i'm like do i want to make more phone calls or just it gives it gives me a drive and a push to like okay i want to do more than i've like ever been doing that's exciting. It's exciting because uh, I think that when I was in sales, it was very highly competitive. There's always, you know, there was somewhere between uh, 10 and 20 sales guys at all times. And so, yeah, I mean, obviously I had the competitive edge as well of like, I'm like, dude, I'm going to compete and I'm going to win. And I had to win every time. Otherwise, it really bothered the yeah. crap out of me. It also can consume you, yep. which is kind of like scary, too. But like it did consume me of like I had to win. If I didn't get if I didn't get the freaking salesperson of the month, I felt like a failure. Yep. Um, and so I made sure I got it. But it cost me other areas in my life. But yeah. anyway, that's not what I want to talk about. What I would like to talk about is like the the competitive side of it more. Um yep. Yeah, how do you think that uh, it's going to, like, change in the future? Like, do you think it's going to make you better? Do you think it's going to be consuming? Do you think it's going to um, help you go to another level? Because there are, like, always two sides to mm-hmm. to anything. There's a benefit, and then there's a cost. Yeah. Um, I definitely – there's a possibility that I could maybe let it consume me. It's one of those things where it's just, like – I think it can definitely help me go to another level. It's like one of those things where it's like, okay, I've almost been here for like two years. I have like tons of experience. I've like got a ton of like 
fact and actual like real proven things where I know like hey I know exactly how to do like what I'm doing and I'm confident in my skills mm -hmm. and like what I've been taught and just training a bunch um, and just continue to do that every day like I think if I keep training every day and like doing what we're doing that's like gonna make me go to another level I think uh, having more sales guys I think it's gonna be a benefit for the company and all of us um, I think the only thing that could maybe consume me is just like I'm not I I didn't experience what you experienced at the dealership with just like the cutthroatness and I think that's definitely something that could maybe happen that I might experience but it's also a, a thing that I haven't experienced so it's going to be good for me to like see what my emotions are like how I feel or like what it makes me do um, but like I I think uh, it just depends like because Luis like I'll get like upset or I'll get like pissed sometimes when I'm just like there's like a deal or something and then he gets one and then it's not like I'm pissed or anything it's more just like frick I want I want to do more like I want to be the number one like I've always been like the only guy here and I've done all this like I got I want to always like win type of thing um but like I think hiring more people I think like is if I stay grounded and like use everything that I've been taught and like obviously the relationships that we've built us two or us three um then like i think it's one of those things where like i if i like keep proving myself or like get to another level then it can maybe put me in a different spot um where like i'm still in compete mode but like it might be in like a different area or like a different part of sales or like managing it or something like that so but i know like i got a lot more stuff to do before i even get there um I think really it's just like the energy because like I can feel energy of something at the same time we're salespeople. So I think it's going to make me even be more competitive than I am now. Have you been thinking about investing in real estate? It's not like what you see on HGTV. We created a course to show you how to really invest and create a profitable flipping and wholesaling business. We show you where to find the money, how to find the deals and how to negotiate the deals. We go over live sales calls, including negotiations, scripts, role-playing, and so much more. Everything that you need to know to flip houses is in this course. And if there's a video that we didn't make that you want, we'll make it for you. This knowledge has made us well over a million dollars, and it's available right now for $9.97. Click the link below. Buy the course. Um, yeah, that's actually what exactly what I was going to talk about was the self-development side of it. I just forgot where I was going with my train of thought, so I asked you a different question. Yeah. <laughs> but that's exactly what I meant. Is like the more people that you have, the more self-development you're going to have because yep. now you got to deal with people. I dealt with people who won and got salesperson of the month, and they just threw it in my face. And they're like, ha-ha, I'm the freaking king of this place, and like went around acting like they're everything. And then guess what I did whenever I got it? Whenever I got the salesperson of the month, I said nothing. Yep. I didn't I didn't go showboat. I didn't freaking be like, hey, I'm the freaking king. Yep. Everybody treat me well. It's like, no, dude, I know how fast I can lose it. Yep. But I think it's a different level of self-development whenever you have more people, whenever you're competing, whenever you have stuff that happens to you that's bullcrap, that's unfair, that's like, dang, dude, that sucks. Now you have to go inside yourself yep. and decide. And then, or whenever you're making more phone calls than everybody and they're getting more deals, you're like, yep. dude, what the frick is going on? That takes a certain amount of humility like all right dude i'm gonna keep doing what i'm doing even though it really pisses me off that like they're getting deals so yeah, yeah i think the self-development is going to be huge the more yeah. and bigger it gets and as that development happens and yeah then you're ready for a bigger role yep. because now you're able to deal with your emotions you're able to help other people whenever they go through those emotions at new people and then you're able to help them to realize like what you have to do because now you've experienced it on the same level as they have 100 yeah, percent. that's that's what i think too it's like it's a it's a big opportunity for uh self-development with like having 
more salespeople because I've, I've not been surrounded in an environment like that yet. It was just me and then now it's Luis. And I've even caught that before, like uh, the one that we split on uh, Fairlawn or whatever it was. Like I came back and I was on the phone and then I got the phone. He's like, oh, I was talking to him. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, I was like talking to him. Like I'm going out to look at it. And I'm like, well, Dakota sent me the, like the lead. Like what's, what do you like? Where He's like, yeah, I got it from door knocking. And then I got like instantly, like right away, like I felt like a switch in my head. I got like pissed and I was like, oh, like it was more like, okay, there's a lot of money to be made on the line. Mm-hmm. And then like Luis is talking to him. I'm talking to him. Like, what do we do? And then like, I, I even like, I told him, I was like, I kind of like, I was like, you can just, I was like, you can have it. Like, I don't care. Like, I want you to like do it. But like, I was still like mad. Cause I'm like, dude, like I was onto something. Mm-hmm. He got it. He's on it like before me or like whatever it was. And then I'm like, frick. So like, yeah, I've experienced like, uh, little moments of like that before but like I know that it's like developing me and like making me into like a stronger person of yeah. just not like it's not about that it's like okay let's figure out a win-win or like what do you want to do like if you want it it's okay like I'm not mad about it but you can still feel like in your head like mm-hmm. just did all that work to yeah. like get nothing so I felt that too sometimes like I'm making more phone calls than Luis I'm doing something different and he's like and then he's like yeah I just got a deal I'm like bro Mm-hmm. I'm over here freaking like no one's there. Like what? Then I, I like I, then it like is like frick. I'm one behind now. Yep. So then it's like always that race again. But then it also like helps. It's like an emotional thing. It's like okay, I got to be like calm, and it's helped me like work on my emotion more because I do let my emotions sometimes like get to me, but not with like the sellers or anything. Like that's or like that's way different from back when I started to like now. I think all that's way different, but yeah, like you said, like the development is going to be crazy and like, yeah, you could be doing so much more. Somebody else knocked out a couple more deals and you're like over here doing all this work and then they're like, oh, oh." Mm -hmm. it's one of those things when you get a sale or get a deal, you're like hyped up. Mm -hmm. So then when you're over here not, haven't got a deal yet and the person gets and you're like, oh, frick, dude, I got to keep making more phone calls, do all this crap, get cussed out, whatever. And then land and the other person's like, oh yeah, I just got a deal. Like, woo. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a good um, life experience for me, and I think it's going to, like, help me sharpen even to more of the person I want to become. Yeah, I think, too, that when you think of the values of this workplace, uh, I saw Andrew's values change from PSI 7, where he went probably from more of a win-lose mentality to understanding that he was playing a game of immediate gratification and like more of a win-lose strategy, you know, dominance, hierarchy, power-focused kind of set of values. And then when you move into a win-win, it's more like, okay, what's the longer-term play here? Like oh, how how can yeah, I still win and down. make sure that everybody else is going to win too? And like worst-case scenario, if I have to be nice to Luis when he like <laughs> grabbed a deal that I thought was going to be mine, then like I'll do that because – when I'm peering out into the future and perceiving that like positive potential future, it doesn't have me blowing up and like throwing shit. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have me uh, uh, crapping on other people who are on my team. Mm-hmm. So like developing that sense of team, and then understanding the strategy, the science and strategy behind winning and moving toward the future. Yeah, I said the same exact thing. I literally wrote down long-term thinking. Mm-hmm. It's long-term thinking versus the short-term thinking. Yeah. Of like the short-term of, oh, I just missed out on this deal. The long-term is there's a lot more deals there. This is preparing me for the future that I'm going to have. And like realistically, in the long-term, this isn't really going to matter. Yep. And I remember, dude, like you're talking about something that happened within a matter of a couple hours. Yeah. I've been in situations where I literally followed up with person for years. And I'm not kidding. Like let's say that one on Arlington yep. uh, that we did, like that deal. We followed up with him for years. And then imagine if Luis got 
about it and you didn't do your job of like, you know, following up in the last three days because that was the rule in car sales. If you didn't have 72 hours of contact, that is an open customer. I don't care if you've been talking to them for two years or not. If you did not talk to them the last 72 hours, it's fair game. So you follow up with them for a year, two years, and then they come in and then they buy from somebody else, even though they know they've been talking to you the whole time. That's when you really got to go internal and be like, okay. Am I okay? (laughs) Am I going to continue to make these calls to other people that I'm following up with for a year now? Because that takes a certain amount of humility too. you. Like, dude, I just did this and then it didn't work out, but I'm going to go do it again because I know that it does work sometimes. Dude, it freaking it's, it's, you go through an internal battle with yourself all the time. And that's one thing I'm grateful for too, is like the follow-up. And and like when I started here, like understanding, like you letting me know how important that is. Cause I don't think a lot of people, or like that, just get into sales right away, or like whatever. They don't, they don't understand what follow up is, or like how important it is. And I, I didn't when I started. I didn't really even know about it. But once you start preaching that, then it like got into my head of just like, okay, like follow up, follow up, follow up. And then like I was following up too much sometimes. But then now where I'm at now, it's just like I've learned more of like a little bit of a balance. But then I got somebody that's experienced so many different things through sales, and you have been through so many different situations, and just life events where it's just like then you can give that back to us which is so appreciative where then like we can like know how to do that stuff and like that's the thing is like the guy that just signed a contract today like right now like i followed up with him a bunch last night but i was like following with him more and like i realized if i want to have just like not done that then like i don't know what could happen and just like even this morning like i had to call him follow up with him to see if he got the payoff he's like i'm gonna get up to you you know in the morning how to follow up but yeah i think that's the biggest thing is like yeah follow up is crazy but like it's paid off so much Mm -hmm. and like it's something that a lot of people don't want to do but like i actually enjoy doing it and it's hard when you do the work you do the follow-up and then they go with somebody else especially like the emotion and like the thoughts that go through your head and then i take a step back i'm like what did i freaking like do wrong or like did i follow up too much did i say a certain words like uh what they say like a couple words can change um like the the deal versus the price yeah deals are yeah deals are not lost over dollars Dollars. they're lost over words lost over words yeah and i mean i've lost deals with word like doing words before i'm like oh no it's like something else but it's like no i look back at i'm like no it's what i said or like i was being too pushy or like different things like that and i didn't like attach like detach myself from it and like figure out what do they really want it was like what we're like now like adapting to and like putting into like what we do yep I got to do a, a state break here for a second. So uh, we don't normally put the camera on the table and we put the camera on the table today and Andrew's smacking the crap out of the table. <laughs> I didn't like, even realize that. It's like an anchor as he's getting, yeah, as he's getting more like into what he's saying, he's slapping the crap out of the table <laughs> and I'm just watching the camera. No, no, it's just over there. It's just when he does it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So for folks that are uh, listening, um, you you wouldn't see it, but for folks here watching the video, I just thought that was kind of hilarious. Andrew, uh, at the ripe age of 20, he's got this awesome tuner car. So he's got a Honda Civic Type R. I got it wrong last time. I said SI, and he's like, it's a Type R. Okay, <laughs> it's a Type R. Jeez. And uh, he's put some rims on it. He's got some Ooh. lightweight rims on it. He's got an exhaust. He's done some upgrades here and there, and then uh, put some carbon fiber, like, little body kit underneath of it and everything. Looks like a miniature version of my car. Yeah, yeah. It's like, 
It's a pretty cool car. And when you think of people who have nice things like this, you kind of wonder what their mentality is behind it because some people are trying to like prove that they're good enough. Some people are just genuinely interested in treating themselves because they accomplished a lot and they're like, this is my reward. It's a trophy. Maybe an example of abundance for some people. And then Dakota was talking about validation, how, you know, there are some folks who've got exotic cars and instantly they're more credible to the folks who are looking at them going, wow. I want that. I'm going to follow that guy's advice. Or having a Rolly. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rolex. Mm-hmm. So so now that you've got a nice car and you've had time to reflect, because it's been a little while since you got it, how do you feel about it now? Like, Do you feel, still feel satisfied with it? Do you wish that you didn't do it? Like, What are your thoughts on the car? Um, the car situation was funny, actually, how it happened, because... Luis kept telling me, like, dude, just buy a freaking Nissan 350. Like, buy all these, like, expensive, like, cooler cars. I'm like, dude, like, I don't want, like, to spend that much money on a car. And then he's like, oh, okay. And then it was me, Ryan, Luis, we were all hanging out one night. And Uski needed a new car because his car was going bad. And I was, like, thinking. And I looked at my bank account real quick, and I was, like, looking at the numbers and everything. And then I was like, okay, here's what I have. Um, I'm in a position where I can buy a car and I could buy it multiple times and still be okay. And I can also help somebody out that needs something. And, um, that's so, like a soft flex. Andrew's like, I could buy it multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, teachers, teachers from central noble that are listening. I could have bought it multiple times. <laughs> quote, quote of the day. Um, but so I was like looking at cars and then like my, my buddy had a civic SI actually, like when I was in high school and then I was like, I loved it. It was like, cool. It's actually the same year as my car and he had stuff done to it. And I remember like he showed me the type R and I was like, dude, that's a pretty cool car. But like, I don't want to get it. Cause like, it's a Honda and everybody's be like, Oh, why'd you buy that dude? Like you could have bought something way nicer. Like, why'd you buy a Honda? But I was like, okay, I, I like the car. So I started looking at him online while we were there. And then I like found something like right away. And, yeah, went up there, got it and everything. Usi got my car. And then I got it, and I definitely felt like it was more of just like, oh, like, this is, like, I hadn't had something like that before. So it's like, oh, this feels nice. Like, I don't got to worry about what I had before. Like, this is, like, way better. It definitely, like, made me feel, like, more, like, E, like not ego but like i definitely felt status. like yeah status like it made me feel higher status just because i was like but at the same time i wasn't worried about that it was more just like oh this is cool that i'm 19 years old and i have the opportunity to be able to like do this um so it like it it, it feels better than obviously when you drive on the roads you're like oh i got a cool car like people will like look at it or like roll the windows down or like just say something to you like the status is there but then also like when i had that mistake and like other things like that it's more of just like wow like, this stuff can get expensive. Like, it doesn't matter. And I didn't think about when I bought the car, like, what could this cost? What could this cost? What could this cost if this goes wrong? And that doesn't really matter. But, yeah, it definitely made my, like, status go up more. But it's more just like, yeah, like, I'm actually, like, I was just looking at it as, like, oh, this would be super cool to have. But I'm actually, like, more appreciative. I'd rather, like, have something nice and be able to drive, not have to worry if something's going to go wrong, what could happen. And it, it, it does feel good being young, like, having a nice car because then when you're around, like, other younger kids or whatever then you can like i don't know it's just yeah it's a status thing but it's not one of those things where i care to like brag about it or be like i'm better than you or this or that it's none of that it just feels good personally to be like people are going to wonder like what do you do or like how'd you get that and like you get to like have different conversations like that but um yeah i mean it it made me feel super good yeah i think uh i think that people 
underestimate the feelings that you have by the way that you dress, the way that you take care of yourself, the way that you drive a car. Like before, I never cared about it. I still don't care about it that much. Like it's not like, oh man, this now makes me somebody or like makes me more significant or anything. But I will say that it does make you feel different because I've drove a piece of crap truck that I'm like driving down the road because we're like freaking hauling some stuff. I feel different. Like it feels, it feels different for some reason. Like, you know, and I used to just not give a crap about what kind of car I drove. Then I go to get a freaking rental. They're like, all right, well, you're going to get a Chevy Sonic. I'm like, nah, drive my wreck car. Like I'm not driving that thing. So it it is interesting how it, it really does make you feel different. If you dress nicer, if you do these things, I don't necessarily do it because I want to fit in with everybody else. Cause like, you know, we went to the Grant Cardone thing. Everybody's in suits. Oh yeah. Dude, we're freaking i'm wearing just what i wear yeah, here nice. i don't yeah. give a crap still because nice i still clothes. yeah i feel yeah. good yep. in these clothes and i feel like i don't need to fit in with anybody but at the same time i feel better dressing nice the way that i want to dress as yeah. well so i think it does make a yeah. big difference i think it's a confidence booster too like yeah. it's like the confidence and then your confidence like is gonna like people are gonna see that you're confident or like hey that like you're doing something to make yourself feel better. It's not to like get recognition to like say, Oh, I got more than you, this or that. It's like, Hey, here's what like makes me feel good. And like, Mm -hmm. it makes my life happy. So that's how I feel about that. It's like, and it is different. Like if I hop in a different car, I'm into something. I'm like, Oh, it's not as quick. It's like, it feels different. It doesn't feel as nice. Like I don't want people to see me. I don't like different things like that. I definitely like do feel that. I'm just like, Dude, I could never just go, like, drive a car that's not as good as this car, like, whatever, because I'm going to feel different. Mm-hmm. And I think it does do have to do something with, like, maybe how you show up. Or, like, if you do wear nicer clothes, then, like, you, people's perspective of you, they're going to, like, look at you maybe a different way or just, like, actually, like, take you serious versus somebody just walked in on the job, like, first day and they had, like... It's kind of just like, huh, but like, I don't think it defines the person. I think it's more of just like who they actually are. I don't think the, the items necessarily matter. It's just something that you've worked for or that you've achieved where if you want, you could, you could buy what you want. Like I said, like we all want to make more money. We all want to do more things. It's like to have obviously other things or to have different things in life or that freedom or flexibility. So if somebody's doing it and they can, then like they should. If so they want. something I heard on one of Cortland's calls once I was on a, uh, clubhouse when that was popular for three months and <laughs> i was on one of Cortland's calls and he was talking about how you get what you feel that you deserve i always had a problem with that because i was like well i don't necessarily feel like i deserve uh this like this thing that i don't even know how it works like i mm-hmm. i have a house and i'm fortunate enough to have a team here that knew that i was looking for a duplex and wanted me to have the house as much as i wanted to have the house and so when I think about things like that, I kind of wonder, because like, you know, mentally and emotionally, you kind of have to be on the level of the car that you're getting, otherwise you'll end up losing it, right? Does that make sense? Or do you think that you can rise to the level of that car? Like, say that you got a Lamborghini right now, you have to become the person who deserves that Lamborghini or you're not going to, you're going to end up selling it because you're going to be like, I actually can't afford this. I think... Uh, I think it depends on the person as well because I think I would figure it out. I know if I bought a Lamborghini, dude, even while I was in car sales, I would have found a way to make it happen. I also don't want to put myself in that kind of uh, 
uh, mentality though either mm-hmm. because that's like a sink or swim kind of thing for me. It's like, all right, I will figure it out. I will, I will let everything else fall in the meantime though. And yeah. so like for me, like I'd rather wait and that way I can maintain everything. I want to maintain my health, my spirituality, my relationships and my business. I could get a Lamborghini and I will rise to it. Like I a hundred percent believe that. Like I think that if Andrew bought a Lamborghini right now, he's going to find a way to afford it yeah. and I will find a way to afford it. So I think it does depend on the kind of person that you are because that could wreck you to where now you think that you just went above what you're deserving and so that's just going to prove to you that you don't deserve it and then now you lose it yeah. but for me i'm the kind of person that i'll figure it out yeah. well that, that's how it was for me too like when i had the incident with like the engine thing like i was just like okay like i'm grateful i can like pay for it and be in the position i am but it was one of those things where it's like i gotta go get a lot more deals now to make up for that mm-hmm. and it was one of those things like i know i can do it i know how to do it but yeah, like, an opportunity I, I had to. the opportunity to do it. And like, thankfully, I had the money to be able to just do it and still be fine. But it was one of those things where it's like, okay, I got to freaking like go back and figure out more deals and figure out more things where then I can get that money back, which thankfully, like it's all ba- like all that stuff's back now. But it's still something where it's like that changed me. You're like right away when that happened to me. I'm like, dude, if I was anywhere else in life in a different job or whatever it would be i'd be upside down drastically right now mm-hmm. like and at the same time like if i was somewhere else i probably wouldn't have the car um but i was just thinking of different scenarios of just like okay if i was like just here doing this and i was like literally having to work for the clock and i only get paid on an hour and i don't have any freedom or like i don't have any potential to like go above and beyond and like go to whatever i want and make as much as i want then i'm upside down and like that's the cool part about sales is like you can like do as much as you want and like you can make as much money as you want and like it can help but also to stressful cuz like you got to get the deals you got to like do everything so yeah that like that was like a life hitting thing and like I, I slew down in a lot like after that with just like money and different things like that I was just like okay it can all get taken like that and like one little mistake or whatever like could like then I gotta actually like get back to like living up to like what the car is or like what you were saying with the Lamborghini. Pulling data lists like vacant houses, mortgage foreclosures, and tax delinquent properties is important to direct to seller marketing. Batch Leads is the main platform where we store our sellers' data and skip trace owners for their phone numbers, emails, and addresses. On other platforms, you end up having to pay twice for the same contact if you've already skip traced it. My favorite thing about batch leads is that if you skip traced a contact once, you never have to pay for that contact again. Batch leads has SMS texting campaigns, direct mail marketing, and driving for dollars app integrated in a simple to use interface. Click the link below and try batch leads today. Yeah, I would say like the biggest difference for what that I think about is that uh, the way that like people like Dave Ramsey or a lot of people in their jobs think is like, all right, I get paid this so I can only afford this. Whereas I don't think of it like that. I think of it as like we all have the opportunity to produce more if we want more. And so then it just depends on if we want to do that or not. Like we all have the opportunity to do it, but it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you some sacrifices. Like for you, you could do it. It's going to cost some things that you're, I don't think that you'd be willing to like time with Presley or something like that. It's like, it's not worth it. Mm That's how I felt. I was like, I gotta, I gotta do so much more now. I gotta sacrifice more things to get like back to where I wanted to go. Yep. Yeah. I think deep down too, everybody wants a cool car 
And uh, just one of the one of the things that you end up learning is like once you get the car, then you can learn the lesson. Yep. So it depends on where you are on your personal development journey because entrepreneurship is just personal development in disguise. Once you acquire the things that you thought you wanted, you might learn that you didn't need them in the first place. It's more like the hero's journey where it's like it's just there to teach you something deeper about yourself that you didn't already know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you don't really know it, like you said, until you get it. That's the funny thing. You work so hard to get these things, and then once you get it, you realize that's not what you wanted the whole time but the cool thing that I really enjoy about all of us and where we're at and how young we are is that we're accomplishing getting it so early because that's the saddest part for me is that I see people who want these things and then they never you take the risk to go Ford get them. Mustang calendar yeah up there and they're like when I retire I'm gonna get that and yep. then they get it and then they're like what was I waiting so long to do this for because yep. it's not the path yeah yep. and they just continue to do that with everything in their life and so it takes them so long to get everything and then they don't realize until maybe the end of their life that it's not ever what they wanted and so they're they're like sacrificing everything and kind of living in like this uh uh mundane life delayed gratification yeah delayed gratification but not even like so <laughs> I, I actually so, we hurry up our delayed gratification yeah so i just uh i just listened to a podcast actually this morning with ed Milet and uh he talked about um how basically there was this uh this camp and it's a it's a camp where they basically made it a prison and so then like a what do you call this philanthropist or Mm -hmm. uh so they came in and they're like oh man i see this camp you know we want to help these people you know they don't have clean water or anything so i'm going to donate and get them some clean water so they're like okay cool you know now they're they're drinking better water then another one came in and saw oh man like there's maggots in the food you know like this food is not really great for them so i'm going to give them some better food and then another Another one comes in and it was like I'm just gonna set them free like these people shouldn't even be here or anything like it was basically like their own camp and then they got turned into a prison um, and he's like I'm just gonna set these people 100% free and basically the whole moral of the story is like that's what we do with our lives is we see these like we're, we're in this prison and then we just do these little things that kind of just like you know supplement the problem of like uh, you know I'm going to you know I, I don't have ambition, so I'm just going to go chill out and watch TV because that that takes my mind off of things. That's that's the freaking makes you water. Feel comfortable. Yeah, it makes, makes you, you feel, feel more comfortable. Whatever. It makes you feel Safe. better in that scenario. Now you're making yourself feel comfortable in this scenario that you know you shouldn't be in, and like you could just be free of, yep. but you just continue to like do it with that different thing. So I don't know. That's what that makes me really think of is like that's what most people do with their life is they don't actually go after what they want. They don't get it fast enough to realize that that's not what they wanted the entire time. Yep. And then you really figure out, why am I here? What do I want? Like, when you get money, you realize money doesn't freaking do anything for you. All it does is, like, helps you realize that's not what you wanted. It's what you, what do you actually want to do with the money? Like, and we all say freedom, and we all, what do you do when you're free? Like, we don't even freaking know what we're going to no. do once we're free. Like, so we, we got to get to freedom first, and then we're going to figure out that maybe even freedom wasn't what it wanted. We wanted more responsibility. We wanted, we wanted recognition. We wanted no. different things. But until we get to freedom, then we don't even know what the next step yeah. is. Yeah, that's a, I like that you said that is because I like been working on my vision or like had a lot of conversations with you about it. And it's always like, oh, freedom or this or I want to travel or go do these th- certain things. But I like how you said that is like we don't know until we get to the freedom to actually know, like, what do we want to do next? Mm-hmm. So like that's like pretty that's a good realization for me. I've never like thought about it like that. It's like, okay, once I get to the freedom, then it's like, then I can actually like figure out kind of what I got to do, but I got to do everything here and find my, per- and do my, like figure out my purpose and like where I'm going to, to even get to the freedom part first, mm-hmm. which having coach Kelly now and like everybody else and how we're like getting so much more connected is like, helped me a ton with that. And just like writing it down, like he wants us to do. So yeah, I like that a lot. 
So I think about how, uh, Andrew, you've been exposed to these seminars, but also we've been exposed to them too, just getting in rooms with people who are talking about the science and strategy behind of all of the things that they're doing and how they're doing them differently and what's to come on the horizon, like 10X, like the wealthy investor masterminds, things like that. What are your guys' biggest takeaways from those? Andrew, Dakota? Yeah. Um, my biggest takeaway is just seeing like people do something bigger than, again, ourselves or like what we're doing. Just like getting around the people that are doing where we kind of want to go or things that are like, hey, here's like, you know, this is where we're going with the business. And like, hey, this person here, these tools here, maybe there's something we could take from here to then implement into, uh, into the business here. Um, and it's just like super cool seeing like high level people speak and just hearing like their motivational talks or just like their experiences and like it's funny because when you hear these people talk and like you know what they're doing it's like we're not far away from that like we're like one person away or one step or just one little thing but it's super cool just seeing that you know it's possible Mm-hmm. Like, that's like the biggest thing I get from when I go to all of them. It's like, it's possible to do every single thing they're doing here, if not do it different. Um, so that's like the, that's like the coolest thing for me is just like seeing, seeing that so young and then hearing all the information you get at them. But then just seeing like, um, like prove a concept. So like, that's the biggest thing here is like, hey, they're doing it. I know the people we have on the team, we have the right thing going to like, be exactly where those people are at and do those certain things. And I just get a lot of more like clarity with like mindset and just like the direction I want to go, but then also just how important it is to like be a part of like a team that is like going in that direction. That's what like makes me most excited about when we go to them is like, we're here because the business is going to go to a certain level or different direction by attending or being at these things. It's not just to like, Oh, I'm seeing all these people. It's like, no, it's cool to see those people, but like, it's like there's a bigger purpose in it. And that's what gets me like most excited about it. It's just like seeing all those people that you see on social media, hair them in real life and like what they're talking about. And then seeing like, Hey, I'm not much different from these other people. And like you get to use stuff and take things back. Like every single time I've gone back from one, I've just like, there's something I've like done differently or implemented just brings a certain like fire in you to like just get after. And it's like exciting. Cause you like see, like you have something like we're working towards, like we're not doing it all for nothing. Like it's something that we're working towards, like the big goal, the big picture. That's what's most exciting. It's like, Hey, we're on this step right now. We're getting closer to this step and we're getting like closer to like what we really actually want to do. So, like, that's super exciting for me. Yeah, I feel like it's all very similar stuff to what what Andrew just said is, one, they're not any more skilled. Like, I believe that a lot of us have more skill sets than what they actually have, like natural ability. Um, There's not very many people that I've met that are like, oh, wow, they're a way better salesperson than I am. Like, I've just not met any. And, like, um, there's a couple of them where I'm like, he's good. Like, you know, Pace Morby, he's obviously, like, he's a really good salesperson. Like, he's he's pretty up there. But it's because he's genuine and he cares. So like when I when I meet people like Ryan, I'm like, all right, he's got a lot of natural speaking ability. He's good on camera. He's good at those stuff. But it's not like he naturally has this stuff. They are just better at implementation and belief. That is it. Like, and I think that the belief comes from implementing and doing more. So like I've noticed that every single one of our beliefs has shot up. Now we just believe we can do whatever, dude. It doesn't matter about how long it's going to take, what it's going to take it's like whatever we want to create now we have more belief because we have momentum we have other people around us that are just willing to do it so i think that's the biggest difference that i see and that i always take away from them something i got was uh 
that it kind of helps me reshape a positive potential future. It's like, oh, I could include like this little thing and that little thing. And now the future actually looks different. What I was imagining changes. And then uh, when folks are up on stage and they're sharing their stories, something I learned from neuro-linguistic programming is that stories speak directly to your unconscious mind. And so that's oftentimes why we end up crying or why we end up incredibly motivated because we end up putting ourselves in those people's shoes. They take us on the journey, and, and then we, we chunk in our mind over to uh, a story that we can remember where we accomplished that exact same thing, and then we think of how our problem now is an example of that and how we've already done it and we already can do it. So it's really cool. Somebody like Ed Milet gets up on stage and starts talking and don't even realize that he's just like speaking to you unconsciously almost, helping you fix problems that he doesn't know that you have <laughs> just mm-hmm. by sharing his story. So from the, the Million Dollar Mastermind, that was one that wasn't as impactful, but I still afterwards felt incredibly motivated to get in the gym and to post regularly. And that was just from... The lion's not sheep guy. I'm trying to remember his Sean name. Whalen. Sean Whalen. Yeah, Sean Whalen got up there. I was like, wow. Yeah, I I love whenever they make you do stuff that's uncomfortable. I was thinking about that next time I get on stage or something. So last night I was at that elevation worship thing. They had us all hold hands and uh, pray together. So you're holding hands with somebody literally right next to you that you have no idea who you're at, uh, like holding hands with. Same thing with uh, um, Sean Whalen. So he basically said, hey, hug the person right next to you like it's the last time that you're ever going to see them and like and then hug three people basically that way and you have no idea who the frick these people are and it's awkward but guess what it's a whole nother level of like uh of like why do we care about all this stuff it's all worrying about what people think of stuff instead of just like showing love and doing that stuff um yeah it's been that was it was very Im- impactful to do stuff like that puts you out of your comfort zone but then also like all you're doing is showing love yeah so yeah i love it All right, well, we are getting to the end of the podcast. I got a question that is not normally one of the last questions, but I want to add this one. Maybe for any time we interview anybody with uh, who's on our team, we'll ask this question. What does it mean to you to be a part of LTD? Yeah, uh, what I would say is like it's it's bigger. Again, it's bigger than me. Um, It's one of those things where I look at like the value. I just remember going back to just like okay, I was looking up to you guys. I wanted to work here. I wanted to, like, be a part of what is going on. Um, But then, like, now that I'm here, it's more of just, like, when I start, I'm just, like, I'm all, like, hyped up, and it's, like, awesome, and I still feel that. But now it's more of just one of those things where it's, like, it's, like, more serious than just, like, what it was before. And, like, what it means to me is just, like, I feel like I have direction. The account- the accountability is just, like, amazing for me. Like, if I didn't have the accountability, like, I, I want to be the person I am today. And just, like, working here and being around the people I am and just, like, all of everything that – all the skill sets, everything that other people have to provide here and just, like, the knowledge, it, like, goes so far. And, like, I like the thing of just, like, Grant Card- like what Grant Cardone and them, it's, like – you don't see somebody that's like super successful just alone and like doing it like the people are always with a team and that's like really made me just like dude like i have a team of people and i'm with a team of people that we can just go to a whole nother level but i know they have my back and it's like super it's super cool just because it's one of those things where it's like it's reality now and i think it's super cool just to like have the opportunity like 
you guys want what's best for like all of us and i think that's super cool that i could have somebody when i started like you and then tony like just pour into me like everything and i don't think a lot of other places do that and like i don't think a lot of people um, that work in other areas or different organizations or companies i don't think they have the relationships like we do here and like i think that is like way more valuable than like anything else because like the money and all that stuff's not nearly as important because of the relationships and like already what you have here it's like the people i'm surrounded by and all this like obviously all that other stuff is gonna like come along with it so mm-hmm. it's like who cares about if you could do like whatever like if you're around these people like it's a work in progress like we're going to it might take a little bit of time and like patience but at the end of the day we're all going together and we all like actually genuinely care about each other and we want the best for like everybody here and that accountability is like that's like the biggest part like that's what i love the most about it is like having that accountability having like somebody asked me did i get this done hey is this done and it doesn't make me lie to myself it's like okay like i'm i'm doing something bigger than myself and that was like what i'm reminded about more is like so if i get in like those things of like oh like i'm just back here making calls and it's just me i'm grinding but then i like take a step back i'm like dude i have everybody on this team that even allows me to like do what i do but then if you bring it back like god and stuff like that like that's the purpose of just like doing that and i feel like we're all super grounded here of like here's where we're going here's what we want but yeah the biggest part is just like having people that genuinely actually care about you and that want the best for you and like want to see you like hit all your goals hit all your goals and succeed in life like that is just like an amazing feeling to have and again like you can't just go like find people like that like you Mm -hmm. can't actually find genuine people like i feel like we all are here like you can just like you just get put in there you're just another one of them like no they they don't care about like what do you actually want to do with your life and that's like the biggest game changer for me is like i feel like gratification i feel like comfortable like comfortable isn't like not like comfortable but just like these people make me feel good and mm-hmm. it's not just like we're in here to just do this like it's like actually the first time ever in my life like having people that actually care about my success and want me to like go actually do things um and like support me on that not just like you, like oh yeah like like car, whatever like oh yeah you're a sales guy like go make calls and go make us money it's like way bigger than that mm-hmm. and like that is really like value to me because i don't i would like feel terrible if it was like that it's like what am i doing like i like how i can have a relationship with like you guys and like everybody else but it's on such a deep level that no one can understand mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's a lot but that's what i would say i like it nice i'm gonna ask him if he's gonna die or uh, if you want to, <laughs> we got time for one last we question. Can, we can see if your answers changed at all. Yeah. So you're on your deathbed, and this is your final message to the world. It could be a sentence, a mantra, a paragraph, whatever you think the world needs to heal here, and it's your legacy. It's Andrew's message to the world. What do you say? Um, you gotta go. You gotta go get after like what you want. You have to. Uh, you're going to have to put in time. You're going to have to sacrifice. Um, you're going to have to do things that other people wouldn't necessarily do, but then you're also going to have to, like, ha- hold yourself accountable, and you're going to have to, like, not let your emotions control, like, who you are. Like, you're going to have to accept, like, if you want to go to a certain level or, like, be a higher-level person, you're going to have to go through a lot of other experiences like normal people want to take, but then you're also going to have to adjust and, like, be aware of, like, where I'm at like here's what I'm doing here's what I'm aware of here's what I got it going on and then I would just say like 
you're going to have to put in a lot of time. Like, you're going to have to do a lot of things differently, and you're going to have to uh, accept accountability. Like, that's the biggest thing, I think, to get to another level is, like, the accountability. So, like, I would just suggest, like, having accountability, having people that you can actually go to that are going to, like, help you get what you want. And then another thing would just be, like, don't be afraid to ask for what you want. A lot of people are so afraid to, like, ask for what they want or ask somebody for help because they think they're going to take away from the person or, like, whatever. It's, like, depending on, like, how you go about it, it's okay to ask people for help. And, like, that's what I did different. Like, that set me apart from other people. It's, like, people are so afraid to ask people for help because they're scared of, like, this might happen to me or they're going to think I want something from them. But if you, like, structure in a way, then, like, that's that's where you're going to get to the next levels because you can't do anything alone. And that's that, to end it, I'd say... Don't go alone and, like, find other people that can help you get to where you want to go faster and actually, like, find your purpose, and they can help you, like, create what you have in your mind and go to another level. So, yeah, that's what I would say. Awesome. I like it. Well, thanks for coming on, buddy. Thanks, buddy. So, Andrew was one of our first hires, actually. Uh, So, way back in the day, it used to just be – uh, me, Tony, and Andrew, and then we had an assistant at the time. And uh, yeah, back then we didn't even know, we did not know that we were going to be able to support uh, paying somebody like that. So it worked out really well. Andrew, uh, we actually just had a conversation the other day that Andrew's in the top 1% of the entire world for his age group, uh, which is pretty insane. So of the entire world, he made more money for his age group than every other person. So uh, at 19 years old, that's what. Uh, I always let people know is like, look at the trajectory that you're on. Like, look at not necessarily where you're at and where you want to be, because that's called the gap. And there's a book called Gap in the Gain. But look at the trajectory that you're on and see if you're on the path. And I would say that Andrew's on the path of freaking like really big financial success. Um, And then you have to evaluate all your other paths, too. But, uh, yeah, thanks for being part of the team and coming on. And thank you, guys. Yeah. Anything else you want to say to the people? No, I would just say to to just um, just go after what you want, and uh, yeah, there, you're gonna go through a lot of hard obstacles, and there's gonna be things you're gonna have to overcome. But like once you do it, and uh, you like overcome the fears or whatever you have, then you're gonna be in a way better spot, and you're gonna feel better about yourself, and you're gonna be happy. So, just that's what I would do. I like it. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.